Hey, what's up, psychos? How you doing, man? How you feeling? This is Dylan Paladino. This is my podcast, We're All Psychos, and it's another Wednesday. How the hell are you guys? I hope you're feeling good. I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're distancing and uh, staying sane in these times. I'm with you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Hit me up on Instagram. You know, letting me know that you like the episodes and shit. Uh, you know, one of the one of the diplomats, Rudes, hit me up, and he uh, we made a new acronym for Fat Red Grapes FRGs. I'm gonna use that a lot. Give me those FRGs, dude. Um, anyway, I'm about to travel down to see my brothers down in Georgia, so I'm fucking psyched about that. And today, you guys get to listen to a great episode with my friend Jonathan Kite. You might know him from Two Broke Girls and a bunch of other shit on TV and film. He's an accomplished actor, a very funny comedian also. I met him in St. Louis. And uh, we just became buds, dude. You know, we're just a couple guys just fucking chilling out. And uh, that's what we did there. And so um, I feel like I'm putting on intro voice right now. Yeah, there we go. Getting to the vocal fry. Anyway, um, so... So, dude, we had a really good conversation. It was like an hour and 20 on Zoom, which is kind of hard to do, you know? Um, it's easy for me to do in person, but on Zoom, it can be a little hard because there's a back and forth. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to post to YouTube for anyone that watches, but recording on Zoom, it fucking cuts back and forth. So there's times where it would be my face twice. I don't know. I'm going to try and figure it out. But anyway... Dude, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, keep letting me know what you like and keep reaching out, dude. Um, thank you to, uh, you know, thank you to Lauren again for sending me a box for Valentine's Day. That was fucking sick. I just finished the coffee from that. That was dope. Guys, I'm not telling you to buy me shit, but honestly, the people that do, I love you more. Um, also, someone named Brandy, she got me some coffee for trade. So you guys are you guys are covering the coffee really well, and that's great. Um, but I have I have enough coffee for a while, so you know, be creative. Maybe something else, but also don't have to do anything. I don't know. Just listen and tell your friends, man, because that helps with ads, and then that helps me make some kind of money off of this. Not a lot, but something in this time when. No one really has a job. All right, guys, man, that's that's more than enough. Without further ado, here are the words you'd love to hear. Please welcome Jonathan Kite. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? We are all psychos. With Dylan Paladino. Dude, we're here. We're doing it. Jonathan Kite, what's up, bro? Via, yeah. via, <laughs> via Zoom, man. By the way, it, it took a quarantine <laughs> for you and I to fucking do this. I know, dude. We were. We I, I, I know. I know. We were. But I was I in LA, and we kids. almost. Yeah, and we we almost made. I know. It was. We're such idiots, dude. It's been like. Yeah, we text all the time. We've never like. I don't know why we haven't just Facetimed each other to say like, "What's up." And then, of course, yeah, I mean, but classic, you know, two comedians like, oh, yeah, we'll record our conversation for sure. We won't have one, but let's definitely record it to if see how we're doing. If people don't see me talk to you, it doesn't count. 100%. That's how, yeah. that's, how live my, that's how comedians live their lives. Yeah, we can't be friends unless other people know that we're friends and see, right. <laughs> see our communication via it. Our relationship status 
on our Facebook friends is probably podcasts. Exactly, podcast friends. Yeah, most yeah, comedians, yeah. honestly, most comedians are first and foremost podcast friends, and then you know, then they'll see each other every now and then. You know, dude, there's people who I've been on their podcast that I have, no, I don't have their phone number. No, I don't have the email. They DM'd you, yeah. Yeah, there are people they, that will yeah. that will go on mine and then they they won't give me their phone number and I'm kind of like, dude, if I have you on my show, it's because I think you're cool and would like to at least be able to say like, yo, what's up? You know what I mean? But it's it's they're like then comment on one of my photos and do it exactly. exactly yes, do it so people can so people can yeah. like it. Do it in a funny way. Yeah, yeah. yeah or when you like say, you you say what's up to them and they just double tap your um. What's up? Your your response, dude. Yeah. Dude. I don't know how I feel about the about the double tap. I think it's good for people you don't know, you know? Like if you get a fan reaching out to you, they're like, Oh, I loved your I loved you on the like sorry about last night or I love your new talk show, da da da. Like it's cool to yeah. always be like, Thank you so much, double tap, you know. But if it's a friend, dude. Unless it's yeah, or if somebody sends you something that's like or if somebody sends you a meme. Double tap, it's good. Double tap. Double tap. You don't need there's no, I mean, like, I know we all have a lot of time right now, but there's no, like, we don't need to have this, unless there's like a meme that's like personal to you and I, and it's like, oh, this is us, then it's like a double tap is fine. Exactly. It's like, I, I'm i going to respond to it like I would in person. Like, if you, if we were hanging out and then you took your phone and you go, dude, look at this, I would go, holy shit. And I'd laugh and then I'd say it. So I'll probably double tap it and then say, holy shit. But it's like, I don't need to go, dude, that's great, blah, blah, blah. And then, that's the next thing I, I'm doing as soon as we can touch each other out of this quarantine. Um, <laughs> when somebody does something that I like, I'm just going to double tap them. Double tap their fucking forehead. <laughs> like, favorite. And then you squeeze their ear and you go retweet. And they're like, okay, this is... Um, I go, no, yeah. I turn them around. Like, tell them about it. <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 strangers like Instagram. Yeah, as soon as we're all in coffee shops, if someone says something funny, I'm going to turn you around and say, repeat that to everyone so they yeah. can also like it. And then Repeat. it just it just turns into a chain where the people take you around town and then show them it's the you know analog retweeting is they take you to their friends and say hey say that joke you just said to me you know analog retweeting is literally carrier pigeons yeah could you I mean imagine writing a tweet in a carrier pigeon and then someone you'd have to really I think there'd be less retweeting because you'd have to really like something to then you know scroll it all up and then put it in a bird and then or also how many birds do you yeah. have. Because then it's not how many followers you have. It's how many, yeah. It's how many, right. It's, it's your energy, not pe other people. So like you'd have to really have a bunch of birds. I feel like they should limit retweets though. Or like imagine how different it would be if they limited how many things you could like or retweet per day. I think then only the really good shit would get to the top. Oh, yeah. Well, then then we would be even more um, self-doubting narcissists. 100%. Because then we're like, fuck, I wasted it on that, that Trump tweet this morning yeah, yeah, yeah. when this just happened. And I <laughs> yeah, or, or people would just, uh, they would really do like for like. They'd be like, I got 10 today. Uh, I'm going to like your post. You like mine as well. Then it would just be, you know, it would be commodification. Honestly, the, the people have already thought about the it. Likes. Oh, man. Yeah. Limiting your likes. I mean... Honestly, not a bad idea, but you know, something good to think, good to think about, no, but really good to think about a friend of mine. He likes everything. And like, I follow world star. And so world star will be like, somebody died. 
And then, like, I'm like, what? who's liking this? Like, unless you were an enemy or they owed you money or, like, you're, you, like, were in direct competition with this person and, like, you truly felt like that was your arch nemesis. Like, if the Joker died, like, Batman is the only one that only can, person like, can like it. Yep. Unless your, like, family was affected by the Joker. Unless you were one of the guys, if you, unless your brother was one of his henchmen who he slammed his head on the pencil, you can also then like it. But besides one that... One guy. One guy, yeah. <laughs> I need to know that. I need to, I need to know his name, because if not, you're an asshole for liking the photo that he's dead. That he's dead. I'll tell you this. This is... because So I was trying to write a bunch of, like, original... Not Facebook. It's like, I don't... I have it, but I don't use it. Who like, the fuck things is on I, it? I that that should be the new slogan for Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, or Facebook, you know, there's Instagram now, right? <laughs> exactly. And so, well, I always said that, like, my opinion of Facebook is it's people create producing a world to impress their friends, whereas like Instagram is people creating a world to impress strangers. Oh shit, you're right. Yeah. So I think like so for me though, what a, a friend of mine, a really really dear friend of mine, who um. Uh, his father passed away mm -hmm. and he didn't and all he wrote, he didn't really respond. This was like several years ago. And he just put up a very classy, um, you know, just wanted to give, I don't want to call everybody. I mean, he did this much better than I'm going to explain, but he was like, I don't yeah. really feel like calling everybody, let everybody know, but I just wanted you guys to know as my, the people in my life, my Facebook friends and family, my father passed away yeah. and, um, and we and, uh, appreciate everybody who knew and reached out. And for those of you who didn't like, I just need some time. It was very classy. That's great. Yeah. And, and people were liking that post. I see, but I think that was, I think people don't know what to do because no, they don't, we need emojis of a thumbs up with like a halo. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Cause they have the, like with the angels now. <laughs> it's like something. It's yeah. Like a prayer. <laughs> Yeah, like something, but yeah. don't fucking like that. And then a friend of mine, who we all went to school, uh, university together, wrote in the comments, he wrote, so, this guy, by the way, not a rapper. I just got to say that right away. Yeah, not, not SoundCloud or uh -huh. Def Pro Records, like nothing. No. He, uh, he did, um, sorry for your loss, fam. <laughs> Uh, by the way, not, not that, you know, like, uh, like suburban white kid, obviously yeah. didn't have to do that, but I did, um, sorry for Everyone you lost, that. dude. I was like, what, what, why is that the comment after your life? And then people started liking his comments. No, no, no. Insane. Insane. It's, I don't know if it's worse to like it or to love it. Cause now you can do multiple ones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this was before, this was before. Oh, that. okay. See, they tried to, to help uh, solve that problem by putting the multiple different emotions, but none of them are like, dude, the sad one. If I post my dad dies and then I get a hundred sad reactions, I'd ra I'd rather there be likes. The sad is so like, it's just a emoji crying. Well, it's also like what the fact that you're not even crying for real. You're crying through an image Legit. of somebody else's a experience. yellow circle. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and by the way, like Facebook. I don't know if you guys are aware of Instagram, but um, <laughs> April or or uh, not even Instagram. Uh, uh, um, texting. They pretty much have that covered. Like, there's so many bitmojis or emojis or whatever that are on your phone that people are so wildly many, using dude. on Instagram, and it's like. For Facebook, they have like their versions of it, and it's like you might as well be MySpace. Like, yeah, you should look 
so outdated. It's like hieroglyphics. Everyone's got, yeah, everyone's got them. Yeah, I, I honestly think we might go back to just in a hundred years, people might just speak in emojis. And then that's, I mean, have you seen, dude, I've seen conversations with people trying just to emojis. just emojis, yeah. like basically ask someone to come over or saying like, I'm going to go. F I think I honestly, I think they did a bit about it in that movie. Um, fuck. It was like some the emoji movie. movie. No, <laughs> yeah. I think they did a bit about it in that movie about just emojis. Uh, yeah. I think they did a whole bit about it. Yeah. Oh no! And it was like that, um, like Jack, the, the 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 movie about the three girls, like trying, and John Cena was in it. I forget what it was called, but it was actually oh, pretty the good. Fire, the fire station one? No, it was the. They was like going to prom, and oh, cockblock, cockblock. I knew it had cock in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did because um because that that was what they. they You're like did, I was like, in that. I was the main character. How did you not? I made cock. <laughs> I was cock. Um. Yeah, but no, no, for sure. But I, you're, yeah, like they, they did a whole ad campaign or like a commercial where they were like, oh, this, and then to try to figure out what it meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's smart. It is. I mean, I think the fact that we, I will say that it's a little bit maddening that, um, and they've sort of changed it now, but that there were, that they took forever to do anyone of color as in emoji palettes. True. And then there's all these animals that they don't have. Like there's some things. Hold on, but with the people with the different people of color, before it was just yellow, which is not, which is it was almost like no race. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he had a white guy's haircut. Oh fuck, true. You know what I mean? Like yes, the, and it was like it wasn't like a yellow guy with also an afro. You're right. You're, you're right. <laughs> and so, and the only face looked like was the moon. It was, it was it looked <laughs> like the sun who was in blackface. <laughs> That was just like an Al Jolson emoji. <laughs> just a com completely out of date. <laughs> just a, a son that was like, <laughs> yeah, this will be a, funny. Yeah, it was called a minstrel son. A minstrel son. <laughs> a moon. Yeah, moon. No minstrel son. Yeah. It was a yeah. I mean, I, but I don't. I think that there's. Oh, they finally came out with a kite emoji. Ah, yeah. Which so, you must have been happy about. Oh, real happy. Yes. You know what? I'm going to put that in your um, contact info. I'm going to put the kite next to it. Because I will say, putting um, putting emojis in people's um, contacts, it, may, it just makes it a little more fun. You know what I mean? A little bit, by just the way. Bit Whenever more. I see a photo, like your photo, oh, yeah. it comes up and it's like the half to face. <laughs> like you, it's like you doing part of a Broadway play. <laughs> I want to know who's on the other half of that face. And I'm like, ooh. What's going on here? What's yeah, dude, on here? I, I took that photo. I had just woken up. I had my retain. I had my mouth guard in, which, by the way, if you're a girl and you sleep over and I and I wake up and you see that I have my mouth guard in, you should feel very special because I've been like, it's all out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if the mouth guard is this. in. What I love about this is I don't know how many people you're talking to right now. <laughs> Dude. Not, not your audience. I'm talking about in terms of actual like women. Girls that might be with <laughs> <laughs> who might be sleeping over listen i like that dude that you're just putting it out there bro i'm actually right it's weird right now i feel like a lot of people want to talk but just to talk and i've actually weirdly like pulled back from wanting to talk to people because uh it's like it's weirdly like the same thing with stand-up because i go i'm not going to be able to do it so writing all this stuff is almost frustrating to me 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm still coming up with bits and like I'll, I'll write them down and go, oh, it's a good idea. I should remember it. But to like sit there and go, I just, and it's just how I work. Some people, they love writing every day and that's great. But like to just sit there and go, all right, great. Like figure this out. Can't wait to not do it for six months. Or like, or like, you know, six weeks or whatever. Same with girls. It's like, oh, I can't wait to see you in, what is it, April? Th okay, probably like uh, two, two, two 2021. months. 2021. Yeah, 2021. Yeah, like I'll see you on New Year's. Yeah. Well, you know, part of that is that also I think that with comedy, it's it's about, I mean, obviously there are jokes that are looking back. Like we, we I'm sure we both, everybody's made jokes about like uh, the way that things used to be in colonial time. Like we definitely look back, but it's from a perspective of the future. So like jokes that we write today, the world that we're living in, like it's going to change a lot and it's not going to change a lot. Definitely. But the subtle difference is that you, like, like for, if I go to stand up in like two months or whatever, three months when I'm able to, I don't want to be talking about a world that doesn't necessarily exist anymore unless I'm making a comment about yeah, that world. Yeah. Do you, have you, have you thought yeah. about any way that you think the world is going to change specifically? So it will change um, the restaurant scene and movie theaters, like 70% of the movie theaters that uh, were open a month ago are never going to reopen. Fuck. Yeah. Like, there are, there are, there are, we are going to have, and the restaurant industry is the biggest thing that I think is going to change in America. That, Do you think um, they're going to change to just more fully takeout ones or what? I think that a lot of stuff will be able to survive as a takeout, like as a kitchen only. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and you know, but I think that for people to weather this storm more so in New York, because yeah, the, New York's insane. The, yeah. Because the, the rent is so damn high. There are already restaurants there that I walk by and I go, how are you open? And I actually say uh -huh. it, I say it to the manager and he's like, sir, please. I, I just work here. And I go, I just, just tell me how you're open. Like, what are you doing? You know, and, and we're front for mob drugs. <laughs> we're front for mob drugs. Yeah, well, no, you're, but you know, in New York, like, yeah, like so much dirty money. Poker everyone. games. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 So I think that places will stay open for, not consistent reasons like obviously if the food is good or, i mean there's many reasons that'll that'll keep a place going through all this but mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff is going to go away and then you know i think that we are going to i hope that we change the way that we prepare for something like this Definitely, just because like yeah you know bill gates did a, a talk a ted talk like in 2015 where he said that this would be the thing that would wipe not humanity out but certainly a huge number it wouldn't be um, bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be war. It, it would be viral. So, and he's right. Um, I mean, he's been talking about it now. About I, I saw him do like a Reddit AMA where he was talking about certain things. And there's so much uncertainty with like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's pointless right now to like point fingers. I was like, to who fucked up or whatever. But it is something that I think, at least hopefully, most of us are going to all remember like forever. So when someone, you know, in five years when they're like, Oh, this person is just like how now we go climate change is really important, you know, and it still is. But like now, if a candidate doesn't have or if they like pull back uh, different laws on pandemics, people are going to be upset and be like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like what we just yeah. went through. You know, it's crazy. The, the, the problem, I think that people won't see the impact it's like when the crash happened in in, in uh 2000 i mean 1929 uh -huh. they didn't know 
because they didn't have any historical perspective on something like that. Mm-hmm. So they didn't know it was going to continue to get shitty. And so I think that this will probably help teach future generations. But I think with the way that we recover so quickly because of our phones and whatnot, and like how we receive information at 5G speed, mm-hmm. that like, I think that people are going to go back. It's how people think that we've solved climate change. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like there are people who kind of like you'll talk to people and you're like, yeah, but it's not that bad because I had that thing. And I go, that was just a meeting about the thing. Yeah, that dude. wasn't like a day of work. That was just like, so I think like there's a great meme that's going around where this person goes, I can't wait for this to be all over so I can go back to taking my life for granted. Yeah, and I, fuck. And I think that, that I think that it's going to be both ways. I think that we're going to connect, and there's going to be a, um, there's going to be an outreach, and I think people are going to be nicer. I just hope that it's just, that people are able to sustain that and not just kind of go back to oh, like that was then, but this is now. Because I think that we forget things so fast now because the, your phone is just presenting you're you getting with so much information. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. in order to like live in the moment you know, part of living in the moment is, is learning from the past. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. And also it's, it's, it's a question of whether people are going to kind of want to forget, you know, and want to be like, Oh, I don't even want to think, but, but I think people are even, I even know me because stuff is happening so quickly, not with this, just like in life, yeah. When it happened, I was like, uh, three weeks, like, we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, like we, we know we're quick. And then now you come to the reality where you're like, no, no, no. Uh, how we deal with this, it can't get like fast forwarded by 5G speeds. We just got to kind of sit in it, you know? Well, I think that's the biggest problem where you've seen like these countries that have sort of gone on lockdowns and uh, people kind of go, like, I'm doing my talk show during yeah. the quarantine the lockdown crack up with Jonathan Kite and um lockdown crack up on Instagram right yeah it's going to be on YouTube as cool. well on my channel but it's it's formatted for um IGTV uh, your phone yeah IGTV because i think most people are on that consistently now but i think with um with sort of the like the, the the lockdowns that are happening by state we ha- america has a problem in general and I'm sure, like no, no, no uh, party lines aside, we where things are always we sort of bar things down. I think in a lot of ways to having saying what's attacking my freedom. So yeah, they go yeah, even yeah, yeah. benefiting what you're what's going on here. It, it's attacking my ability to do this, and and I think that's on both part, you know, both sides. It's an and American think, thing, the independence. Yeah, it is. And so when you look at something like when you look at India, which you know, obviously has, they have a lot of problems of their own, but they're able to do a countrywide lockdown. We are not able to do that because Mm -hmm. we are like 50 individual states or individual countries. I mean, and so I think that that's the biggest problem is that the regulations that there are, because that's like, if some, if you shit in part of the pool and then you're like, yeah, it's okay, but he shat over there. And I'm like, yeah, but we're all in this fucking pool in the pool. And it's full. I see it floating over here, floating here. That's that's what I'm saying. It's floating West and people are like, no, that's over there. It's like, people don't think that those borders are invisible. So it's like, they, they don't, they like the air quality affects us all, but it's like, no, no, we'll handle our state. And you're like, yeah, Yeah. but yours is, is affecting my state. Yeah. We're not all these individual islands, you know, even though we try to think about that. It's a very libertarian, like independent way of thinking in America, which is good for a lot of things. But then when something like this happens, like, you know, other countries, they have 
technology that is tracking people that have it. They say that they had it on a phone or they say where they've been and then an app can inform them if anyone else who has been infected is there and it's helping them to track the spread of the disease. But like it's, here in America, there, there's like, there's no way that would happen. And a lot of it is... Yeah, go ahead. What were you saying? I was going to say, a lot, it makes me uncomfortable because it's a definitely a big breach of security. But at the same time, in in like, I would call this a warlike scenario a like a, in a wartime esque like situation you have to make yeah. drastic measures because if not there's going to be honestly a second wave you know well there will be i mean well that's the thing that china which has solved you know nothing because well, I, I not that i think that they you can or can't trust their numbers but i just think you can't part, what's up you can't yeah. no, no no that's so but i'm saying like when they have all those devices they they they've signed uh, a, a law went into effect essentially that gives up all privacy. So it's like when you yeah. WeChat over there, then um, they the government is able to to look at all that stuff, all your texts and things like that. Yeah. So speaking emojis, if you're gonna say I think I have it, don't say it in writing. Say it in emoji speak so yeah, they can't the understand it. And then the face going like, hmm. And then, no, and then, sure. and then a and temperature. Then, then yeah. The red, right, the red face. Yeah. Or if you're <laughs> chill, the chilly face. <laughs> the chilly face. <laughs> or if you um, or if you think uh, you want some cocaine, just uh, send a snowflake. Just uh, yeah, just snowflake, snowman, and then a guy snowboarding, and then they're like, oh, it's pretty. I guess it's not. Oh, I guess this guy really wants to go snowboarding. Oh shit, he's breaking quarantine. Then they'll arrest you for breaking quarantine. But at well, least then not- I have to send a text of a guy like this with a cop. Like, are you a cop? <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, you have to tell me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> handcuffs. No, yeah. definitely. I think I think people are gonna. I'm not sure, but I think it might change the landscape of how many people, well, potentially. I'm not really sure because, again, I think people forget. But cities, I think some people are definitely going to be like, I don't know if I want to live in a city anymore because of how much this, at least at least very tight-knit. Like, dude, New York City is getting hammered right now. LA is at least spread out. But, like, New York, I, yeah. Boston, Boston, D.C., Philly. Philly, all those places yeah. they're going to be like you know what maybe i'll maybe i will fast forward my move to the suburbs so i feel at least a little bit more safe you know you know that's happening that that already was happening before where really because people in terms of the job and the the um how people couldn't find jobs and then were like they were going out into big different parts of the country because it was cheaper to live yeah and so people who turned Traditionally, you know, in, in, in booms where there were, you know, like 80s or whatever, people were going to the cities. The exact opposite was happening in a lot of ways. Like St. Louis was booming. Um, yeah. Like, two, like a couple years ago when we were there, Denver is now getting huge. That's, because That's the one I heard about. The big one that they sort of pointed to in the article was Denver. I went so. to Denver actually uh, like two weeks before this all happened. I was in Denver, I think, middle of February. And yeah, I did some stand up there. It was awesome. They're great. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get to do the comedy works. Next time, I have to call them a little bit earlier because you have to do the system. Like, if especially if you're an out of towner, where you call every week and like, I think you do it six times and then uh, they throw you on. But I went to two shows there and it was packed. It was. It's an. It's an amazing room. But I did. Yeah, a, I did a bunch of uh, independent shows and it was amazing too. But dude, there are so many cranes there, and so many like of those new developments. You know that have. A key fob buildings, a pool, a, a rooftop, a game yeah. room, 
in in unit washer and dryer and what like dishwasher and then also a gym downstairs it's like all this shit and they're just making all of them and throwing them all up because they know people are going to come well dude remember when i was in i told you i was living in jersey doing that play right before i met yeah, you yeah 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 yeah. So that is how the building the condo that i stayed in mm-hmm. it was there that was it that's what it was it was a key fob thing oh. with like with a gym and a game room downstairs, it was it was exactly that, mm-hmm. and it was slightly off campus for Rutgers University, but it was um, yeah, it was crazy. Like that was the building that I was living in, and I and same with Nashville too. Like Nashville's getting so oh, yeah, I mean, so many people there. Yeah, I'd like I, I've gone back to Nashville every year for the past I think five or six years, and even in that amount of time, like when I first went, I mean, mm-hmm. it is it looks like a, a The Sims or it looks like one of those computer games where it's like, holy shit, when I turned away, like I come back and it's like the movie, the birds, there's like a thousand birds. <laughs> yes. Good reference, dude. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. What a movie. Wait, yeah. have you, um, why do you go back to Nashville so much? Do you just love it that much or I love it. Um, I performed at uh, Zany's a bunch Okay, uh, there. I love that club there because it, it, it's like a bar, but it's an amazing stage. Like you could have, it's like a honky tonk bar, right? So it's like, yeah, there's yeah. A, a lot of wood and, um uh it, this it feels like you could play music just as much as you could do comedy and um i think that like nashville is one of the best cities in terms of um their the, the audience's availability and openness to performance really because, okay yeah because they are you know they're in terms of music i mean obviously they're top two or three in the country yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's like they're used to going to live shows where there is there are certain cities that I feel like where people want to be at, obviously, New York, Chicago, Boston. But in terms of like the South like that, um, my favorite of all the I, I haven't performed in Atlanta, but I bet Atlanta is like that. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty um, great. Yeah. And so but but in my experience in the South, that's been my favorite city. Charlotte. I love Charlotte Comedy Zone in Charlotte, but. Um, I think that Nashville, because they are always out and about, like seeing music. They're down to party, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're down to party. And they, (laughs) you see the video of them, like, uh, I don't know, middle of March when everyone was saying, like, you got to start going, like, before they initiated all the mandatory shelter in places, but everyone was saying, like, you got to shelter, you got to social distance. And then someone posted a video where it's like, Nashville won't be beat. And it's literally like, 10,000 people in this hall at a concert like singing and then you're just like every one of them has it like everyone it, it, it should have like it should have went it should have stopped and went gray yeah and then it was an in memoriam <laughs> yeah it really should have I saw a kid he played a joke on his parents where he set up his phone to the TV and he played uh the, you're, you've, you've seen the purge right yeah, so you know how it does the like, uh, uh, and it plays the that, lockdown. yeah, the plays yeah. the lockdown speech. He played it on the TV while they were watching something. And and so the the parent, the mom, the aunts didn't know. And it was oh, like, fuck. it will, it's like so everything, funny. including murder, will be legal. And she's like, well, she's like, and of course she's Italian. She's like, Leo, lock the door. Leo, lock the door. Like, it's. Oh. Man, that's great that is so but you know what you know I'll, I'll, there is like right now in new york and maybe you can talk to this um uh right now one of my great friends is um his sister lives there and she lives in soho and she's saying as of last night 
the, the amount of looting that's going on. Is it there? Really? It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, and I, see, I, I haven't heard about that, but I, I remember when it started, someone told me that they, one of my friends, she was like, I, I'm not going to feel safe going out at night because of that potential. I mean, if I had a restaurant or any kind of storefront business, I would be, I mean, dude, I'm thinking about in Soho, like, a6, Kith, all those places, like, yeah, you, dude, you could pull up in a car, have two guys go with a sledgehammer, break it, run in, grab probably 20, 30K worth of merchandise, and be out before the cops can even be there because there's no one on the road. But wait a minute, let me ask you this though with the stores like that, because obviously here we have similar. Mm -hmm. Like I, there's a Supreme store right by my house yeah. and like, you know, we have all that type of stuff four two four and whatnot, but, um, do they not have the, the, um, the, the great, yeah, some of do them they... do, some of them do, but some of them, because they're like corner stores, yeah, it's a it's shit ton of glass. Yeah. When yeah. it's just the storefront like that, they have the pull down. Like I've walked by a six and it's been, um, I think it has it down, but you'd be surprised. I think. I think a lot of those places in, in in New York, they feel, because you're probably thinking about like Fairfax and stuff. Fairfax, I yeah. think, is a little bit, like people go there to buy, but it's still kind of like not the most trafficked neighborhood, like in terms of a lot of people going there. So at night, like it still could be a little sketch, so maybe they would want to pull them down. Soho, I don't think anyone feels like sketchy there. So I think they no, no, feel- that's the thing. Yeah. yeah, well, part of it is that I don't know when the last time you visited Fairfax, but like when I first moved, because I live nearish to there, yeah. when I first moved here, this was, it was like not, it not, was like fine. Yes. It was fine. But, but now all of those stores are there. Like there's a Bape store there. There's, Jeez, I mean, yeah. it's like, so, so the thing is with the, and, and with Cantor's being open, and then there was um that bar No Name, and there's the dot like there were places there were nightlife there. Oh, okay. It. But but we close everything by two when when it's normal and we're not under the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. But it's like we close everything by two p uh, two a.m. So then I go oh until people start really moving in the morning, like going to work at seven a.m. There's probably like a five hour window. Yeah, where someone could definitely someone could definitely pull up at four thirty and no one's been there for two hours. And do some shit. Whereas, like in New York, even in Soho, it's like there are places around there, and people are out till four. So, and then someone's gonna be out again at six or seven. I don't know it's different. Some of them definitely do have it, but a lot of them yeah. I would walk by, like while I'm if I was drinking or at a bar, and you just see inside, you know, and you go, Damn, oh yeah, dude. that's like, no. I mean, I remember I, I went to that kid store that's super dope, the one on Bleecker, yeah, like, yeah, 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 and it's like, damn, there is. This is like easy for the pickings. Yeah, all glass, very easy to. Yeah, because it looks sexy as hell. It looks and it's so like, good. Yeah. You, when you're waiting in line and shit, you get to see what people are grabbing, and you're like, "Damn, I gotta grab that before it's gone." Yeah, like I it's, want, it's want, like its own commercial. Yeah, it's all there. I want. I wonder how much of it is gonna, um, gonna get looted. I'm really, I'm really curious. Another thing I've been thinking, what I just thought about right now is. This is completely broken. The um, like a lot of people have talked about this, but number one, like a lot of people are doing school from home and realizing, like, oh, that is a possibility, and yeah. I don't need to pay half as much as I do for school. So I think right. some universities are going to like take a hit. But number two, I'm curious how much if someone will do a study to be like, how was productivity? Because productivity has probably definitely gone down, but working at home, but how down has it gone because some people might use this as an excuse to be like 
I want to continue working from home half the week or whatever. You know what I mean? Because so my favorite New Yorker cartoon that's come out so far is this guy who's depressed at his home desk with a computer, being like, "Wow, damn, all those meetings could have been emails." Oh shit! Yeah, because like we go in because that's how we think we need to do it, but it's something like you know, I mean, the idea that it's like, yeah, man, like if you're a productive person and you're self monitor and you have deadlines, like yeah, you could do everything from home and think about people, the office space that they could save, and all these oh, Zoom yeah, meetings, dude. all the Zoom meetings, all the, I mean, all the stuff that you could just like do in Slack. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. make a Slack conference where like everyone's yeah. – yeah, dude, I mean. So that's the biggest thing that I think will change, by the way. I think where people work and sort of um, – but I think that the mentality will change. Like for me, I get up every day and mm. I um, get out of bed. Like I, I don't – unless I'm – like I, I've sat in bed to edit because I was like, fuck, this is going to take me a while. And like I'd rather yeah, just yeah. grab my computer instead of like go shower and then have a coffee. And then it's like – time is gone it's been an hour and a half and you're like oh shit exactly you cut the sun down and i'm like damn (laughs) ozarks is the new best thing so (laughs) i am but i i get up every day and i put on full clothes including shoes oh nice because uh there's about to be a slam on my door it's pretty windy here at the dollar but um the uh there we go there we go Wow, look at that. It's fucking uh, predicting the future, dude. Just that time, baby. I'm the Nostradamus of this quarantine. We're going to be fine. Um, but I, we'll be fine, yeah. Uh, but I know I put on shoes every day because it like gets me in the mentality to work as if I was working. Yeah. I mean, that's... But a lot of people don't do that. Obviously, that's it sounds like an insane batshit crazy thing. No, but people. every time I've like worked in just shorts and like my shirt off, I feel like... I'm just like I gotta go play video games. Like, what am I? What am I doing with this? That's it. You nailed it. That's the outfit that you wear when I play video games. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like want to talk shit to this video that I'm playing and say how I'm better at it at you know team deathmatch, but instead I'm trying to edit it. It's it's not. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. I would. I I did buy a PS4. That was probably the only thing I did. I was like, fuck it. I'm buying a fucking PS4. Dude, I can't. So I think that I've been pretty even keeled in all this, but the games I like to play are fighting games. And so like, I just like, like, uh, yeah, like round one. Oh, fight. yeah. Oh, okay. Like Mortal Kombat and, so, and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I like watch like a thing on YouTube just to like, yeah, what's the newest Mortal Kombat? And I'm like, I'm like, oh no. Cause I could imagine just me like aggressively like trying to beat the shit out of something. It would take hours. over your life. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There were, there yeah. were like, look, I brought Skyrim. And then I was like, if I start playing, I could spend the entire quarantine because because I am on a different Xbox, so I'd have to start from the beginning. I could have a whole new life just yeah. in Skyrim and honestly, maybe be happy. You know, like people are doing Sims. They're doing this like Animal Crossing shit. I don't even know. Well, that's the thing. People go, where did you spend the quarantine? You're like, Skyrim? Yeah. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, where? You're like in the the game skyrim they're like oh i mean what you play oh. for a couple hours you're like no 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 12 hours a day i was yeah it was an episode <laughs> of black mirror <Yeah. laughs> you just like put it on the thing you're like Ooh. i you wish i wish the the uh simulation had been a little bit better now so at least we could have all gone in there you know like i think that that's where we i'm telling you that's a thing that i thought about that the, if there was another pandemic in the future and the simulation was better 
Oh, we'd all be in it. Boom. We'd all be in there. That's exactly. We'd all be in it. We'd all be seeing friends, and the you know the next one might be because that's in a hundred years, right? Like because one of these happens like once every hundred years so far. So the next one, thirty twenty or no twenty one twenty. Um, that was bad. (laughs) Thirty twenty. We wouldn't even be here. (laughs) Twenty one twenty. Um, it might be good enough then that people get people go into it and oh. then they go why would i come out like i'm By the way, that's gonna happen in i think that's gonna happen in the next 20 years yeah they'll be in it and then they'll just be like fuck it and then it's literally the matrix did you ever see that movie surrogates with uh with um uh uh, uh bruce willis no is it good yeah uh, good yeah. enough yeah. If you if you find yourself in a global pandemic slash quarantine, <laughs> it might be worth your time. Interesting. Uh, well, you know, if that comes up, I'll definitely uh, definitely see what I can do. Yeah, I have a list of movies specifically for that given circumstances. People are gonna make. Do you do you have a a quarantine list of movies that you're like this helps me get through? It's on IMDb. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Instead of your Spotify uh, list, that's your like quarantine movie list. It's uh, it's it's uh, it's it's okay. The movie's okay. I mean, it's an idea that we all live in. It's we all sort of live our Instagrams, and we sort of live in a living world where we look as good as we want. We're in the great shape, however we want. Yeah, it's in a very realistic way. It's it's like the Oasis from the movie Ready Player One. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not you like you know shooting people or getting coins and stuff. It's like you living, but as like the best version of yourself. Yeah, it's like an Instagram Sims. Where yeah, you get exactly. to yeah, yeah yeah interesting yeah I mean Red Player One was kind of kind of similar to that just in like talking about the dystop dude I, and the more and more this stuff just makes it go I could see that happening you know before oh, yeah. before people some people would go into it but a lot of them would be like no I want to go out but then when something like this happens and then maybe people stay at home and then they go oh I could just go in there like. And then just have gloop like put into my veins. Yeah, dude. Like, let's get it. And gloop yeah. is made by Google, obviously. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Google, Google Goop. Google Gloop, yeah. And it, and it's and it's perfect just delivered to you. Google. Google, yeah. Google. Anything, it's gotta have some kind of weird explosive name like that. With it's gotta have two O's in it, you know? Yeah, or in a in a glottal. Glottal. Glottal Google, yeah. And then you just go, and then it's just controlled by it. A scary life that it, that it um, that it really could be. The future is bleak. People. Yeah, future is future is bleak, guys. We should uh, I, I agree. Maybe we should figure some stuff out while we're in this. Um, when was the last time you did stand up? By the way, I think. Um, so I went to a comedy club the Friday. I went to the stand just to hang out the the Friday before, or the Friday where it got in New York. I think it was either March seventh or March like 14th somewhere around there where it started to get like people are already social distancing like people are already like i don't really think we should hang out because i remember that sunday i was supposed to record a podcast and my friends and these two guys were like i don't think it would be responsible for us to come in so that's when it was getting and then i left the week the week after so yeah Yeah. i think i think it was march 14th was it was around there uh was the last time i went to a comedy club i think i did stand up the night earlier so it's been almost fuck oh shit it's been almost a month yeah and at first, I was like, you know, it, so much shit was going on that I was like, uh, I'm not thinking about it. But now that it's been, you know, three weeks, I'm like, all right, 
I I like want to say shit and like it's a weird it's a definitely a weird feeling yeah you know but yeah yeah I did um I did a USO tour in uh right before coronavirus hit Italy and so really? I was in Italy for like three weeks and we were my buddy um and I did it and we visited four bases it was one of the coolest experiences bases of my in life Italy yeah yeah because they're they're still there for you know uh yeah. like I know it was a famous um, Air Force base that where uh, American troops landed that the resistance was holding down from inside Italy that was that resisted Mussolini. Oh shit! And so, yeah, so it was um, just because it's like I think I didn't really realize how many people, how many Italians were against the war. Like there was there was factions in every part of the country that were the resistance. Oh it's just, yeah. So they helped um, have all these uh, um, American Americans aircraft. Tripping. Yeah. It was cool. So anyway, we went there and we did, and it was funny like seeing, cause I came back and I did, uh, I haven't really done stand up. I think the last thing I ever did was this show at laugh factory. Okay. And it was amazing to think that it's how long it's been so long. It's it's, it feels like, and it, yeah, it's been about two, three weeks for me as well. Or three weeks, three for no it's been a, it's over been a yeah, month dude. because I, I filmed my thing uh a month ago or, or three and a half weeks ago yeah, so time like, is oh. not really existing right now it's a very it's like all there is is the next day you know what i mean kind of he was right yeah, yeah exactly he's watching all of us in that weird like fifth dimension crying yeah, and trying to uh, knock over a book yeah yeah interstellar <laughs> We're all a planet of juice soda. Dude, that one that one scene where he watches his son grow up, um, starts crying. Every dude, every time I watch it, I'm like, that I make that face, I go, oh shit. That um I have a, a, a obsession where I like showing people that movie because I like watching them watch it. Dude. Like I watch like sharing that with them. I'm like, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're like we like these emotions are weird, right? Oh, yeah, that movie is so good, so good. I mean, when they go, I think anything with time kind of messes with um, messes like it makes me kind of trip out. I think it makes most people trip out thinking about oh, time. But I even yeah. like like dude, even sentimental shit. Like I was on, um, I was like scrolling through TikTok the other day, and they were there was this challenge where they were it was people recreating pictures from like 19 years ago with their yeah. dad and dude holding the kid, holding a kid. yes dude, and dude I, I, I like i don't know why i was like i gotta cry like i just and i couldn't but i just i had that feeling you know you have that feeling yeah. where you're like i need to just any because i'm like oh they're all grown up and i'm like jesus dude what's gonna happen when i have a kid and then i see them grow up like how are my parents not crying every day when they see me they're like <laughs> you're older <laughs> Or if they see a, a picture of you as a little boy and then suddenly see you and they're like, oh, it, this, this, it's the same. Yeah, exactly. You are different. This happened? won't get out of me. Yeah. <laughs> and it, she's Italian all of a sudden. First generation she's, Italian. Yeah. <laughs> you're the same. <laughs> you're the same. <laughs> her emotions bring out the Sicilian in her. <laughs> How was Italy? Was it cool? Dude, it was amazing. I love Italy. Italy is... Uh, I went with a buddy who had never been before, which was again, it was like watching wow. Interstellar with him because you were yeah. seeing things through the his eyes. We didn't get to go to Florence, which is my favorite city in, yeah, in Italy. Great. We went 
we went to gosh we went to um we went to milan nice right before they it it was insane but we went to milan we went to we went all over naples sicily rome verona oh shit and you were doing you were gaining to do stand-up all the time while you were doing that too Right. So we went, yeah, we went for a little bit ahead of time just because he had never been. Uh And, um, and he was like, do you want to go? I think I'm going to check out some, some stuff. And I was like, yeah, for sure. So I showed him around a little bit to the places that I liked and just sort of helped, um, streamline things because we wanted to do as much as we possibly could and if, you know, find that amount of time. And then we just, we started touring with the, with the USO. Fuck. That's awesome. It was so, so sick, and it was so fun. So when you were there, were you hearing stuff about it spreading? We were just hearing. So the first place we went was Milan because his his buddies actually um, were opening for some forty one the band, <laughs> and so we went. To Dude, their I love some forty one. <laughs> Dude, it was such a fun show because his friend is like that kind of punk that band as well. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, and so we hung out with them. So we were only in Milan for like two days, and then I think like we had spent a week going to like Rome and Verona and Venice and visiting friends uh, a, a couple places. And then mm-hmm. right when we went from Venice to Aviano, which is the first Air Force, the first base that we hit up, you know, it, it's a it's a it's a military base. So there's like news in all the hotels. The TVs are on, and they have like CNN or whatever it is. The, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, CNN, so, yeah, because it got a little accent. CNN, no. CNN, no. <laughs> That's uh, the uh, but the C is SI. <laughs> like yes and then. Yes. News now, yeah. yes to news now, eh? And so we, uh, I would, I remember we checked into this hotel, and I, and we're waiting, um, and I go, yeah, check in, I'll wait right here. Mm-hmm. And I sat down on the couch, and I just was like watching the TV, and I, you just heard coronavirus. And it was like, it just hit the Italian shores and it was kind of like, whoa, what is this? And then these numbers were sort of coming up before I'd ever heard anybody say anything about it. And I couldn't tell if it's because they were keeping abreast because it was an American thing. I like don't understand. I don't understand why it was being talked about so much because then I like talked about it with my friends in the States. And this was early enough on where they, most of them had no idea what the hell it was yet. Yeah. They're like that thing in China. I don't know what. Yeah, that's. Or immediately did a stupid Corona beer joke or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, I got six of those in my. Six of them we're all going to be uh, with coronavirus. <laughs> Little did they know. Um, Little did they know, honestly, yeah. He's yeah. He was going to be intubated on Cinco de Mayo, yeah. Little did they know, the best thing that goes with it is Lyme's disease. Corona. Like, <laughs> oh, I get the fuck out. Get out of here, dude. You're hey, out. You're at your desk. Be gone by the end of the day. <laughs> I know you live there, but go. Um, so, you know, it, it's been, uh, that was crazy. So then as we were taking off, because we were there for, um, I don't know if you've ever done like a USO tour, but it's very. No, I've like, always wanted to because my brothers are in it. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's awesome. So they were in Afghanistan. Um, what was funny was that they, they were in Afghanistan from uh, January until like two weeks ago. And so around the end of February, you know, it would usually be like I would hit them up and go, "Hey, how's it going? Like, what's going on there? What's the deal?" And then they would explain to me. And then it, there was this weird like uh, role shift where all of a sudden they go like, 
what's going on there? Like everything cool? Like what's like, dude, what's happening in New York? Like every day, all of a sudden I was like, dude, I'd rather be in Afghanistan right now. It's like safer on the base with them than what's going on with me in New York. Like I'm going on the train and shit and just seeing people flip out. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I, that's the thing I, we were, no matter where we were. And I, I, of course, I think that they um, go out of their way to really make you feel at home and, 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 you know, I mean, I, I, I have I, I will do it. I told him I'll do as many of these as you'll have me for the rest of as mm-hmm. long as I'm around. And so, um, you know, but I think that there was this idea that nobody really knew what was going on. And yeah. so I think they were reporting deaths in Wuhan. But like, again, then we know that those numbers were sort of fudged. 100%. And so like at the time, it was just like, like, interestingly enough, like we you could feel that it was something, but you didn't know what it was. Like when I was doing an interview years ago, I was at a, a local TV station to mm-hmm. talk about um, two broke girls and we about to go on and my, I'm, I'm sitting there in the, in the green room and the TV's on and all of a sudden an explosion happens at the Boston marathon. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I turned to the person I was with and cause the news person was like, you know what? Something just happened in Boston. Can you just give us a second? And I turned to my buddy and I was just like, that was something. Like that was not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, we, I saw it happen live on TV because oh. it was so crazy. And and we both kind of had this reaction in the room, just like, that wasn't like, kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like how when, uh, during nine 11, when the first plane ran, went into the tower, some people were like, was that an accident? Like what's going on? Like it, it wasn't, people weren't sure that it was an attack. A lot of people said that they were like, oh my God, like a horrible accident is just, ha-. they were calling it an accident. They were like, a horrible accident has just happened. A plane is like running to the twin tower. And then when the second one happened, everyone went, oh, we're under it. Like, okay, yeah. it's much. And so it was probably the first one when you're like, that, that seems like it could have been a mistake, but something seems off. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it And so I think hearing it on the news, cause I, I sort of stayed in the lobby longer than I had intended. And mm-hmm. I just sort of watched the news. You got, you they I, didn't have the interview, did they? So, uh, so here's the crazy thing. So I go, um, I go, uh, Oh dude, don't have me on. And, and I, and then there, and I was like, I was telling the producer, I was like, they're like, no, no, no. So we don't know what it is yet, but like, we're just going to go there live. We'll do like a quick thing. And then we're going to come back. And I go, no, no, no. I'm like, let's not do that. And then um, they're, no, it'll just be a second. And then I like totally, I was like, I don't think that people want to know like what my impression of Vince Vaughn <laughs> going on with this like weird, like mysterious explosion explosion at, at a national you know like a, a you know like the boston fucking marathon yeah. and i was like it's not we need to focus and then i they finally came back like 25 minutes later and they're like oh no they think it was a terrorist attack and they're like i'm like yeah i'm gonna go yeah you're like i'm, I'm out of here yep i'll i'll save the impressions for a little bit later yeah <laughs> I mean, it was a little bit like what but i think that they weren't sure and so they wanted to have a guest in just in case like yeah it was nothing like oh no it was just a, a sewer exploded because there was you know whatever because nobody knew but I, I'm so telling you, funny though. If they were like, "Well, we're uh, we'll we'll keep you up to date. What's going on in Boston?" But right now, we have Jonathan Kite from Two Broke Girls. Jonathan, what do you think's going on with President Trump right now? And you're just like, Jonathan Kite, <laughs> man, you are the bomb. Hold on, let's go oh, right <laughs> go there right away. Give us a second. Yeah, and it just keeps cutting <laughs> out right yeah. as you're about to do the impression. You're like, okay, I guess I'll. Anyway, 
You know what? We just got breaking news. Jonathan, we'll be right back. But for <laughs> every face is like about to go into it. And for some reason, it just freezes on you. So that tonight, it's like the ball. And then also, we've got a quick little thing to uh, loosen your hearts up a little bit. Jonathan Kite does some half-assed impressions because they get cut off every single time. Yeah, it's your face. Just got that that face. Oh my god, that's wow. That's that's crazy. Did you guys do anything really really fun in um, Italy? Something yeah, man. Had, I mean, it was something you had been like, fun. whoa, this is uh, this is going in the. The, the the bucket list or not the bucket list but like the the journal of my life you know well we did um you know we got to perform the, the cool thing was uh the last night that i was there was um they have a thing called naples got talent and um because wow. naples is a huge base and we my buddy was a guest judge because do you know taylor williamson yeah i think so yeah so he was a runner-up on america's got talent and yeah, so, yeah. He, so he was a judge and it was huge they had like uh 10 or 20 people like i mean like talented people like really? it was a huge and the base was i'm just insane how many people were there to come to see it so this was like a huge talent show and then at the end while they were tabulating the results they were like jonathan will you do 10 minutes of stand-up and i was like yeah they for gave sure you a check spot dude <laughs> yeah dude i was like yeah i'm like i'm just just call bring me up to the stages he was on two broke girls and he fills in he's a he's a filler he's a, a seat filler exactly. he's a filler and, while we're counting votes so there was this was a huge deal though because um it had to be clean material because uh, there were families where it's like you know the night before we were down in um uh, in uh, uh, Sicily, mm-hmm. do, there's a Marine, a Navy base down there. Yeah. And I remember Taylor, who is a very an incredibly funny comic, but also clean and sc- like very soft spoken. Yeah. But this was a bar where like Marines and Navy uh, service members were like hammered and they yeah. were. There was like a real aggression, and they and were like, like oh, "Fuck your uh, face!" And you're like, so, <laughs> "Dude, well, one of them was like, these guys were like." sort of so mean but like i don't think they intended to be mean just i just fucking with they, him. yeah it's their yeah yeah and, and and so when i got when i was I, like he opened for me we like switched off and then i closed that night mm-hmm. and he walked down there and he goes he goes don't do like clean material and in my head i was like i know i appreciate you telling me that but i'm like no i've been in this bar the whole time i know <laughs> like so i get up there and was like what up fuckers you know and then of course everyone's like yeah and it was <laughs> Whereas like you couldn't do any of that shit, but both Taylor and I um, had sort of, you know, we'd been asked to do like specific guidelines. And then when we got there, we realized that, you know, as long as we were bipartisan, if I did Donald Trump, like as long as I didn't, then they didn't give a shit what we said. Like there was no kids there, but that last night there were so many high ranking service members there and their families, because it was a family show that they were like, we would love, you need to do 10 minutes. It has to be squeaky clean though. Mm -hmm. And it was for like this woman who was there, who was the highest ranking service member that we had met. She was a, I don't know how many star general, but she was, had been there for service for 25 years. And so like, it was really important, amazing people. And like, obviously we were their guests. Like, so I didn't want to get up there and be like, what up cuts? Yeah, exactly. You guys ever squirted before? (laughs) And that little kid gets it. (laughs) So, so I'm in the, I'm the, the show's going on and I'm writing 10 minutes of new material. Oh my God. Oh, and that was for me, 
that was like, I like that type of shit. And it, it was so fun dude like that 10 minutes went by like that really yeah and it went well you got it okay oh yeah it was it was really because they had all these like things about the base that because you know like when we get there they're they're awesome they do like tours of the base and they you know they sort of let us know odd things or like excuse me fun things about what's happening there and so yeah, i yeah. i'm like this is our last stop and i started going on of course i did like all these stereotypical italian things uh -huh. and about how the their only sign language and I haven't learned it yet. And like, I just kept going on about Italy and the stuff that they're probably feeling like homesick about. Yeah. And then yeah. It was like, you know, and it was cool. And I think that it, and the fact that I, um, like I wanted, uh, I was there to be of service. Yeah. So yes. that's what at was, was not, I mean, I could have done my stuff, but I think that there was something more enjoyable for them, at least to do, you know, make it about them which and about I America and the remind them about it. Yeah. Which is what I did. You know, but the thing is, I only, I only was able to do 10 minutes because they, obviously the show was like seven and a half hours long, mm -hmm. but yeah, they lit, you, you kept running the light and they're like, like John, please get I'm off. Like, you're like, I'm stage. Well, good night, everybody. Yeah, you're like, you guys want me to stay? You want to hear about this stupid competition? It was a revolving door. I'm like, all right, well, they, uh, and then it's left. <laughs> Let me bring up your guy, that, but we um we were doing forty five minutes each uh -huh. in every other uh, venue. So I tried to do as much about the military that I possibly could, mm -hmm. which was like I would say dumb shit. Like um, I'm like, do you understand how ridiculous that this job is? Like we're like because we, there was an amazing night that that really was special. The first night we were in Aviano, they had a talent show that wasn't um, it was all stand ups. It was an open mic, so Whoa. every. It, 10 people one guy was like a beat poet incredible uh a really incredible writer but they had comics come up and do like really funny material like i mean we got to hang out with them afterwards and both members, yeah yeah and That's like awesome. not even like oh like you know no, like good premises and like funny shit yes. yeah and yeah when I said, I go, I go. And so I Taylor opened and then I went up last and then I did 45 and I was like, I was like, do you understand? Like, I'm happy for all of you, but do you understand how bullshit you all were just up there? I go, I like the fact that you could just come up and do my job like yeah. that. Like go fuck yourself. Yeah, like, it's so you annoying. Think? You're like, I don't know how to shoot a gun. And Dude, I said that. I go, could you imagine? I go, I Taylor and I look who just Taylor and Taylor's like this really frail yeah. kind of like little guy, you know. And I'm like, and look at me. I go, we can't do what you can do. And then like I put a ton of us in scenarios where we are just like, oh, yeah, terrible. eating a grenade. Yeah, just like I was like in the trenches. They're like, why is that? I just every time I referred to me, I had a service officer like be like, why does that guy keep shitting himself? Exactly. And um, or you're just like trying to tell you're like in war making up premises. You're like, isn't it weird how their hats look a certain way, even though they're named? And the guy's like, dude, shut up. <laughs> you're giving away our position. Exactly. I go, yeah, what position am I in? They're like, no, you're not closing. God, you're on the front line. Yeah, do you want me in a different position, Daddy? Go, Dude, shut up, Mike. <laughs> oh, not those jokes? No, not those? Oh, okay. okay. So At least you didn't go up and you weren't like, hey, anyone here got PTSD? And everyone's just like, boo! Well, they, they, I just see them cleaning a rifle. Yes. And, um, but the thing is, they, they were able to joke about PTSD, like things that were personal to them. Like this one guy told a lot of jokes about it and they all laughed. That's cool. Because it was so appropriate and so relevant. Spot on. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you nailed it. And this, I'll, I'll remember like this young, like really, really um, likable 
young guy went up first who was from Virginia he was Beach. Really young and just like I mean, like I mean, deliciously I mean, <laughs> recorded. Um, no, no, but I remember thinking like a guy like that being like you because we forget like how I, I do about how young those guys are. Oh yeah, they're like some of them are like literally eighteen years old, dude. And so yeah. when I saw him, I'm like, how old is that guy? Like yeah. he seems like a, a like a, a high schooler, but so that was really impressive that they were also that comfortable with themselves For and sure. each other to be on stage like that at that age. And by the way, they don't do this; they're servicemen and women. It yeah, was I like, think it's, it's interesting because they're like, um, you know, I went to an open mic once, and I there was a guy there that was a first responder and like a paramedic. And because I think paramedic can do more than an EMT can. And he was like talking mm -hmm. about how they're different. But I asked him, I was like, do you, um, and th this guy was a little bit different than and the soldiers probably in this, but I, I go, dude, you've seen like people dying, arms ripped off, someone flatlining, like all this. And he was, oh, and he was also a Marine. And I was like, yeah. he's like, did all this shit. I go, do you get nervous when you come up here? And he, and he's like, yeah, kind of still. He's like, it's different. But he's he's like, obviously, no, I'm not scared. But it is still. He goes, he goes, I'm confident I can be up there. I'm not scared of anyone. But there is still nerves. So I was. It was a cool thing to be like. They have that confidence of I know nothing's gonna happen. So they, they bring that up, but they still do get the nerves of like I'm doing something different, which it is kind of interesting. Like to think that those guys, even though they've literally been shot at are still nervous going up on stage and be like, isn't this weird? And having some open mic or be like, no. Well, that's the thing is that you really, to see though, um, and not, again, I don't know enough. I haven't spent enough time um, with servicemen and women to see how, cause some obviously that like there is individuals as anybody and like some of them deal with things very differently. And so to see like a variety of them get up there, like it wasn't just all the extroverts or the class. Exactly. Clowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was what was really cool about that, where there was like the guy who was a beat poet, I bet there was something, you know, I like he I he seemed like an uh, like a the most introverted of all of them. And yet he yeah. had to get out there and he was like rapping like Eminem in Give a way. Poetry. Oh, that's cool. And you were, and it was like, and he, they, it was really fucking good. And I remember, and then when I talked to him afterwards, he was like this really shy, like little guy who had, mm -hmm. who had like, hum, you know, like hunched over posture. Timid, and sort yeah. Of, yeah. Little and sheep. then you think like, yeah. yeah. And so you think like in his brain that they, that he has all this stuff, but how he expresses himself in life. So for them, I feel like it's almost a way where they can get up there um, and sort of, the nerves that they're used to dealing with probably in a very physical way Yeah, that like that these are being, it's just dealing with something that yeah. they do. And so a different side of them comes out. They also have a really good, I've found uh, because of my, my brothers, I've been around a lot of guys that are in the military. They usually have a pretty good sense of humor in, in terms yeah. of they, they don't get offended by anything. Even honestly, Nothing. even if people shit on the military because they're like, dude, we're in it and a lot of it is fucking dumb. You know what I mean? Like yeah, of course. Yeah. And yeah. so they, they will they will most likely be down with any kind of dumb shit. And it's always fun to see that because they've been through the worst shit. So they're like, dude, like if it's funny or, or it's dumb, whatever it is, if you're like trying, I like I'll 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 laugh at it if it's good. It doesn't have I don't need a point to be made, just like whatever yeah. it is, you know?
Yeah, I told it. Well, I, I told you know I tried to tell uh, some jokes that to the best of my ability, like like that had to do with them that, mm-hmm. that that I already had, like my Tom Hanks military jokes and stuff. And um, they they all laughed like yeah. they and, and it it didn't say and it was calling someone a soul. You know how obviously it's like illegal. There's all those those dirt bags out there that impersonate armed yeah, stolen valor. Yeah, right, stolen valor. Right. So I made a joke about you know my Tom Hanks joke about him being the greatest patriot in the world because he's been in all those wars and um you know which is obviously like it's not stolen valor but it's like that guy calling somebody who's never fought a day in his life the greatest patriot exactly yeah yeah yeah. but then they were like no that's like that made sense like they they always met me halfway for sure yeah like that and and i loved that marine naval crowd like that was a rowdy bunch of of drinkers and pool players and like you know like tough sons of bitches and like they were awesome and we met we hung because we stood afterwards and we like took photos and and met and listened to people's stories and just wanted to get it was and so in meeting those dudes like they were awesome it was like that group in particular was a very particular way like i definitely think that i could see because they sort of make fun of each other, right? Like oh, the Navy yeah. makes fun of the, the, the Army, the Army makes fun of the Air Force. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Like, they all in between the Navy shits on the yeah, Army. They yeah, they all have their own jokes and shit, right? So I made, when I would meet them, I would sort of make fun of, I'm like, well, you, at least you aren't those uh, those Air Force pussies. Yeah, then, and then everyone's just like, yeah! I guess. Yeah, <laughs> dude. And like, it was, but it was so funny because we just getting to meet all these different people and seeing what, like, it it was funny that you, that I knew as much as I know about or thought I knew about anything. I know nothing about anything like being over there and seeing how they live and really like from, even from the, the perspective of a guest, not the real way that they live, but just being immersed in that kind of thing. And then what they're doing out there, it was just, it was, it was one of the most um, like satisfying experiences of my life. Yeah. And just dude. like being around those, you know, just being around them and, and really just listening to them and just hearing where they come from and just appreciating and knowing that I couldn't be an idiot on stage and um, without, you know, th- them always protecting our, my right to be an idiot. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it makes me go at least um, whenever, whenever I tell people that my brothers are in the army, uh, yeah. it's, you can tell if the person I'm t- talking to knows someone who's been because if they do, they go, oh, that's great, where they stay, like, whatever. And then if they don't know someone, they go, oh, my God, why? Or they go, like, oh, God, like, are you, they they immediately go to, like, they don't understand why someone would do that. Or they, like, start questioning it. Questioning it. And, like, I don't fault them for it because they don't understand. But it's a thing where you go, like, do you meet enough of these people and they just go, this is what I have to do. But it's, yeah. like... But I'm also a person who like loves do. So instead of going why, you just go, oh, that's great. Like thank you, you know. That's right. That's it. That, that just say thank you. That it's like, and the fact it, part of it is, I think that what the military does um, is so it's lost in translation because of the way that the news politicizes oh, sure. it, yeah. or the representatives of the state report on it. Hundred percent. And so you go where, whereas like instead of like, because I think that people look at the military as like a thing. They look instead at it as like just a bullet instead of the all arms of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there's outreach arms, there's medical divisions, there's like technology, like there's all this different shit that's happening people. with it. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of people that are in the army that never even touch a gun except for training. No. Yeah. 
No. And they're and, but, and even those that do touch guns, they're people just like you and me. Oh, for and sure. So like to like to really and I think that people tend to I think the, the way that people sort of um uh justify their things are that they dehumanize it oh, by yeah. being and so to just to be you know like and I again I've always wanted to do USO tours that just to be there and to see these people in the flesh and to like joke around with them and just be like dude this is awesome like we're they're just a bunch of guys just down to earth man it, yeah. it's, it's you know what it is that I've I've thought about more is that they get to a lot of times if they're going on tour they get to experience more of the world and meet different people and have a more nuanced like over general vision of the world compared to someone yeah. that's just in America talking about uh you know talking about foreign relations or some shit like that but not having actually been there like whereas right. my brothers right. were yeah. they understand Afghanistan more than anyone else because they literally like sat with some they like they told me one time it's it was so cool he was like dude i was in this village and this like old um like one of the old villagers from his tribe he like came up and we we couldn't really speak that much but we like sat and like had tea together and just kind of enjoyed each other's company and like to yeah. do that like dude you don't you'll never understand what that like he now understands that culture more and how they work than someone who's just read it like on oh, right who's experienced it on through atlantic yeah. filtered through the internet yes exactly and i think that's what's cool about it yeah. absolutely and and a lot of these um you know people are from all over the world but i mean from all over the country but you know a lot of small town people like from smaller towns not oh definitely towns. Yeah, yeah yeah like I mean, from, from rural more suburban rural, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And being like, yeah i grew up in this part of the you know and then it was like oh that's awesome uh you know and then it, that was the cool thing is taylor and i would be like oh i've actually been there because they have a comedy club there yeah and so it was cool or like I've, like I've been through there i'm from here and so you know i don't think that we ever really focused i mean we didn't focus on what was different about us mm -hmm. we just you know focused on and and you know yeah no it's great what do you think um completely switching when whenever this is whenever things fully open up have you yeah. thought about like what the first activity or like food you want to have is there anything that you've been like fantasizing about doing besides stand-up because i know I'm, I'm definitely thinking about doing stand-up and seeing friends and all that stuff like those are the things that we all are probably thinking about doing but is there something that you're like oh yeah i'm really looking forward to that um well i think that the biggest thing that's going to take a minute is traveling yeah. because because my brother lives in uh my brother lives in seattle and mm -hmm. my my parents live in chicago and um it's gonna be a minute before you can see them yeah unless you drive like, no, yeah yeah and it's and i'm i don't know what my parents are going to do in terms of the holidays and um i i just don't know and i I think that the biggest thing is I'm so used to traveling leisure and for work, but I think like the biggest, the biggest thing I'm, I'm hoping like to do is, uh, is to like throw a house party. Yeah, dude, I, I've been talking to multiple people about this. I'm like, man, I'm going to party harder than I have in a long fucking time. I'm going to make know. mistakes and be okay with it. And while I'm doing the mistake, I'm going to go, Carol, I'm going to be like, this is for COVID, dude. Pandemic's dude. over. And then just... Well, I said, well, you know what I was thinking? Because, you know, originally projections had... had there was a possibility that it would, it would be over by July 4th. 
And um, and I was like, oh, my God, could you imagine if America got our independence from COVID? <laughs> like, then I was like, the, we, the British, you know, every exactly. asshole. And then we just beat yeah, the virus. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, we defeated the British in 1776. Yeah. We defeated the virus in 2020, man. Freedom! You know, like, how many, dude, how many guys are going to be like um, a condom? We just got through the pandemic. Oh, like, dude. I know. Well, that I well, I have a joke about that um, that I'll never use. Where I go when somebody, when somebody tells you that, oh yeah, just come over and quarantine and chill. You're the only one I'm talking to. I go. You just have to realize that that person is raw dogging your life. <laughs> yeah, they're just raw dogging you your entire life. Yeah, yeah, that's what bro. it is. Yeah, but honestly, it's just like, dude, condoms. What are you talking about, dude? I just beat COVID. Like, uh, like, exactly. like what are we doing, man? All right. What are we gonna- I've been desensitized yeah. for six months. <laughs> been desensitized. Oh, so many nuts are going to be bust so quickly. Dude, so, it's going to so be, many that's gonna be <laughs> National Nut Bust Day. Not well, like, well, I, I think about all the kids that are are that are being born right now, or like women getting impregnated. The Corona boom, yeah, yeah, the Corona boom. They can call it the COVID boom, and it's gonna be deaf. I think what is it, March, April? So that's like three, four, it, around January um, and December. You'll like. I mean, we already know it's gonna happen, but I'm interested to see how many people will actually be like, yeah, no, we have our we had our kid now because uh, we were locked up. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, I didn't know you guys were still together. Yeah, were you guys this whole time? It's like, yeah, huh. well, well, we got kind of, you know, we kind of have to be together now. Yeah, dude, how many couples are getting trapped? Dude, dude I said I go I, I, when my because I have certain friends who this girl that I know, her and her boyfriend broke up like right before, and then he was like, no, we should try to get back together, and it was like she was like, nah, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, you know. I, do you think I couldn't live with you when we could leave the house? How can yeah, I live with how you? How are we going to? But I think that this is going to, I think that this is actually going to make or break couples, period. So, yeah. It's going to so force many. them into like a, a playing house with each other. And it's like, if you can't stand to be with that person, especially like, I wonder how people are in, in smaller places like New York where the apartments are so much oh, smaller. Li- literally yeah, like two rooms. Yeah. How are your friends dealing with this stuff? I think, uh, I, I I know someone that is a lot of people I know left like left New York and then would, would go to parents and sometimes they brought their significant others so which yeah. is also another kind of weird thing when you're staying in like a father or like you know with staying in your in-laws place and but I think people that are in I know comics that are they're just like trying to make like you know some online video or whatever together but I th- I think people are starting to even the people I know that really like each other are starting to be like, dude, we're getting in fights about shit that is pointless. She's mad yeah. at me. Like, we're not. Because now it's like, oh, we said we were going to watch a movie together. And now you're choosing to, like, talk to your friend. Like, we're, you know what? It's, dude, it's it's just ripe. Ripe oh, for dude, the fighting. It makes, ripe. it exacerbates every issue, like, because you can't escape it. You can't, so yeah, exactly. I, I think unless people were really all in before, I just think that like forcing, because then someone goes, oh, this is what being married is like. And then in order to get out of it, I'd have to divorce you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas now, you know, 
like I, I I don't know. I, not that I'm hoping one way or the other, but like I think that a lot of people their relationship is going to take a dive. I think, and I will say it's sad, but probably if you if you can't, I mean, this is going to put a strain on a lot of relationships. But if you can't get you. through this, then you probably shouldn't have been thinking better. about marriage. Yeah. yeah, because part of a relationship as a human is under like you know is being an adult and understanding. Okay, we're in this very strange circumstance but i you know i want to be with you so i'm not going to let this if you let this fuck the relationship up then either you're not trying hard enough to figure it out or and working together or it just doesn't work out yeah or it wasn't meant to be and like this sort of this fast forwarded and gave us an opportunity to see that it wasn't meant to be it's gonna be great though for single guys like us because when this is over dude people are gonna be dtf man (laughs) just just doing push-ups of fucking rocky shit just guys preparing for when for when corona's over just like getting ripped i'm fucking jacked you're like i'm like were you quarantined at a gym yeah you're like dude i you're like I have a three thousand DMs waiting, and I'm just the next week. I I took off. I didn't have work, but I took it off anyway, and I'm just going down the list, dude. Yeah. It's gonna be fucking great. Well, that's what I, that's the funny. I uh, I think people who like leave people on scene in the DMs during a quarantine. I'm yeah. like, bro, that is that's br- that's, that's ice cold. Respect yeah. your level of. Disrespect. It's cold. It's like wait, the level disrespect, dude. It's like yo, you're at home on your computer, and you look. Yeah. No, man, the left on scene. If someone leaves you on scene during quarantine, they need to be out of your life forever. I usually say give second chances, but left on scene during. No way, dude. Are you kidding me? I, yeah. We got nothing to do. I know. Oh. I know you're not starting that project you said you were gonna do. I oh, know dude. you're not reading um, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People because it's taken me two years to read that book and I still haven't finished it. You know, it's like you're not doing that. You're going oh. between apps and then you're watching Ozark and then, you know, and then you're jerking it. That's literally. That's it. That's it, dude. Rinse and repeat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you rinse it off and then, and, then, and then you repeat. I've been taking baths, though, and I've been, I, because this is the only place I've ever been that has a bathtub big enough for me. And bro, wow. I feel like a fucking king. I'm saying that where right now. You? North Carolina. Well, I know, but where? It's uh, Mooresville. It's like uh, it's like uh, 30 minutes outside of Charlotte. Are you at your parents' place? Yeah, my mom lives here. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, and because they have space here, they have a bathtub that fits me. And you know what, dude? Bathtubs are fucking sick, and more guys should be taking them. And I love that. That should be a ma- it should be a masculine thing too. I don't know why, like women that became like a feminine thing to take a bath. Baths can be fucking sick. Yeah, well, bathhouses. Yeah, dude, that- just hang out with a bunch of your boys, just naked and compare dicks. You know, like yeah, I was gonna say, bro, <laughs> Lock, locked up, cocks out, cocked up, cocks out. Help your buddy out if he hasn't if he hasn't been popped off in a couple weeks. <laughs> well, that's a different. That's yeah, a, why haven't you caught on more? Yeah, dude, I don't, yeah. Why haven't bats out with a bunch with a bunch of naked men in an enclosed, sweaty area caught on more? I can't. Yeah, exactly. The quarantine bathhouse. Fuck, I would. I'd go to a bath. I'd go to a sauna. You know those places are closed, dude. That's like a freaking petri dish. I love a uh, love me a sauna, bro. Dude, sauna's the best. The best. The thing I hate though, when you're in the sauna. And your head's down, and the, someone starts talking to you, 
and you're like, bro, my head is down because I don't want to speak. Stop you know? giving. Right. Stop telling me about timeshares, bro. Exactly, dude. Stop trying dude. to, dude. Stop trying to sell me Marriott timeshares. Okay, I don't want to go to the Virgin Islands. I'm just trying to sweat out all the gin I drank last night. That's I'm it. I'm trying to sweat out this conversation, and you keep <laughs> spilling me. You just pass out. You're like, oh, fucking. This. <laughs> I'll die in here before I sign up for that shit, dude. Jonathan, thank you so much for doing this, man. This was awesome. Dude. I'm the made, best. I'm, yeah. I, I wait to listen. Next quarantine, I'll get to see you again. <laughs> yes. Next quarantine, we'll FaceTime, dude. We won't even record it, okay? We'll just have a friendly FaceTime, all right? And uh, yeah, hey, maybe next quarantine, we'll go on Instagram Live. That fucking. In oh, oh everyone is. Dude, the amount of I fucking jokes hate it. made about Instagram Live, how everyone is fucking at it all the time now. I'm like, oh, man. Bro. Dude, get. I mean, either, either FaceTime each other. Or go on and be like, whatever you people say to us, we'll talk about. But the people that go on Instagram Live and then ignore the comments, I go, oh, just FaceTime, what, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? It's yeah. What are you doing? Maybe people want to see like two NBA players talk, or like I guess there was a yeah yeah, uh, yeah. if it's twenty thousand yeah. people. Yeah, I was gonna say if it's like famous people that you know are probably friends, but you've never seen them talk, like that could be kind of cool. Yeah, you're right. That would be cool. Man, for me, I'm a, I love them uh, basketball. So, but like, but I don't want to see like I, I went on this girl. I uh, I went on her live the other day, and uh, it was just her and her friend talking about like literally inside stuff to the point where <laughs> it was like where they were like, "So did you paint that wall?" I mean, it was just like, <laughs> it was like well, the thing about the paint is. If I like, if I had been, I was like, my phone was here, right? If I had been sitting this close listening to them in a, <laughs> in a movie, in a movie, they would have turned to me and been like, "Can we help you?" <laughs> the conversation that they had, I'm like, "Do you guys know you're on live?" Like, people are watching you talk about like, really personal shit, and you're yeah, ignoring so yeah. boring personal shit. Exactly. Or it would be like if. You and I are having a conversation and someone was two feet away from us staring at us and neither of us addressed the fact that they right. were staring at us yeah. and, and also did this. And we're like, yeah, you know, like I went to the and then just went back to it and then did not address them. And then every now and then they were like, what are you talking about? What's going on? And we just were like, nope, in we're in, we're in this. Yeah. Or if they're like, can we help you? And you're like, yeah. Answer the fucking question that I just texted you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I that I just texted you. The person's like, "Oh, I'll get, I actually don't like that question." Next, did you just leave me on scene in a live? Oh my god, a convert? No. What is no. the um? What's the talk show so everyone can watch it on Instagram? Oh, live? it's um, it's on my Instagram is at Jonathan Kite, and uh -huh. then it's called the Lockdown Crack Up with Jonathan Kite. Lockdown Crack Up. Yeah, the Lockdown Crack Up, and it'll be on my YouTube channel as well but it's um i'm starting to dole them out and i'm trying to do two a week so i just posted one monday mm -hmm. and i'm going to try to post another one friday but it'll either be monday wednesday monday friday or uh, uh monday friday wednesday you know what i mean yeah, like yeah one of those two yeah two intervals yeah, during the yeah, week okay, that makes three, sense yeah. oh that's awesome dude yeah and jonathan uh -huh. with no h so just so people can find you j-o-n-a-t-h-a-n there we go k-i-t-e yes k-i-t-e like the emoji Type on his videos, put the emoji to show him that you support, you know? Yeah, and he likes it. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the. <laughs> because it came from China. 
Yeah, that, that was, was like the- as Freddy Krueger, where he just like comes in deep, um, <laughs> yeah, he comes in deep and kills you, dude. Thank you so much, man. I dude, love so you. good to see you. Yeah, stay safe, brother. Yeah, man, and, and we'll, we'll keep in touch. You know, and like I said, next quarantine, we will see each other. Yeah, yeah. See you, you so know? name of this podcast is "See You Next Quarantine." Yes, yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful name for it. I love it. Awesome, dude. All right, psychos. We'll talk to you soon. All right. <laughs>